The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and are not representative of their employers, spouses, or associates. And if you have not gathered from the title, the language used in this show is akin to that of a high school boys locker room. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome everybody to another fun-filled episode of Effed Up Farming. I am your host, Royce O'Neill, and across from me is my co-host, Tyler Martin. Say hello, Tyler. Hey everybody, how are we doing this evening? So, you want you want to roll into our sponsors, Tyler? Well, that's fine. You don't have to answer how how you're doing this. Oh, evening. I'm good. I thought you meant how asking the well, listeners. They can't fucking answer me, so I was obviously talking to you. <laughs> I'm good, Tyler. How are you? Doing good. Doing e- good. Excited for another fun field podcast. I'm ready to get this thing fired off, and you know how we do that? Sponsorship. That is exactly right, Tyler. Lead us off. Uh, so tonight we've got Mo Enterprises coming back for another helping. Not to be confused with its subsidiary, Mo Cattle Company, or its other subsidiary, Effed Up Farming, the podcast. That's true. Mo Enterprises. Good podcast. Well, okay podcasts. Really good cows. Solid cows. They're moving in the right direction, people. They're <laughs> moving in the right direction. We're moving up, guys. And then uh, we've, we've got, I guess we've got the Canadian. This Livestock. Podcast, check them out. Y'all know the routine by now. If you haven't listened before, that's uh, brought to you by Curtis Reed up in Hepburn, Saskatchewan. I can tell you right now, my credit manager at my real job would be so fucking mad if I had outstanding debts as old as what Canada is, is right now. I mean, I'm pretty sure that if I was... Like, we would be calling the collection agency right now. I, I would have thought so. Unfortunately... We didn't get paid by one of our deadbeat sponsors, so we can't afford to hire the collection agency. <laughs> so what happens when you're living on a shoestring budget, bud? There we go. There so. we go. All right. With that out of the way, all the formalities done, guys, let's roll in to our booze review. Tonight, for your listening pleasure, we're bringing Charles Goodnight. Tell, tell us about that bottle in your hand. Well, it's Charles Goodnight, Trailblazing Cattleman and Texas Ranger. It's a 100-proof bourbon. That's 50% alcohol. It's a small-batch Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Now, it does concern me a little bit because it says Leather Tough Velvet Smooth. And I don't know that Leather Tough is what I'm looking for in my bourbons. You know, that's that's some John Wayne shit right there. And the John Wayne whiskey's really good, so... So good. Hopefully that is, too. So fucking good. And I think this should be good. And it's got some some interesting factoids on the back about Charles Goodnight. I'm not going to get into it. Look up Charles Goodnight. A very interesting guy. Heck of a guy. They say when he went to visit the Queen, he was spitting on the floor of the palace. Why wouldn't he? I mean, he's Charles He lived Goodnight. all his life on the back of a horse, Royce. Yeah. I guess you get used to Where it. do you spit? On the ground. You can uh, you can smell that booze. You get that that leather tough bit right on the nose. Uh, not a lot of legs to it. Looking in the glass here. No, she doesn't run very far. A does little she? bit. It's got a really pretty color to it though. I mean, a little pale, but it's got that nice, almost a leathery color to it. It almost does. Oh yeah. Oh, they definitely get the alcohol. I. Uh, Maybe some vanilla? Yeah, vanilla. Uh, a fruit. See, I was thinking maybe it was like the vanilla bean-ish. I don't, I'm not getting a lot of... 
I'm not getting a lot of fruit off I of it. I thought I got a fruit, but maybe not. You might be. I, fuck, I don't know. We're both professional drinkers and amateur tasters. Not as much burn as I was expecting from, from a 100 proof bourbon. Oh, way smoother. It is velvet smooth, as it says it on the is. bottle. Almost got a little bit of a taste of leather in it. And maybe it's because they said that and it's put it in my mind, but I'm not getting a lot of a lot of leather off of it. It does it does have that nice tingle right there on the front of your tongue. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes it go numb. And on the back end, I taste just a little bit more of the vanilla and a fruit. Um maybe uh maybe a persimmon. I don't know my tongue's numb now. I can't I can't well, help you. Pour it over some ice. Ah, cool it down a little I'm bit. I'm going to. Cool it down, maybe open it up. I feel like that one's strong enough. It's not going to just disappear on us. I would be very Ooh. surprised. My lips are numb. <laughs> Damn, Mom. Um, I was going to say something before you baffled me with that, but I don't remember <laughs> what it was. It's good. It's definitely good. Not as complex as... Well, I guess it doesn't advertise itself as being all that complex. Gonna add a little soda it water. is it is not nearly as good as the Jefferson's Ocean that we had last week. No, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, oh, you want, you want to hand me that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get a little uh, a little get a little water in there water on that. I like that a lot. Oh, that's good. That's oh, that's so much better. Yeah. Cools it down a little bit. Yep. It's got good flavor to it. Uh, I still can't name that fruit. It's a very subtle fruit. It is. I'm still thinking it's persimmon. I don't know that I've ever had a persimmon, so I'll just take your word for it. It's persimmon. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so I'm going to give that a five. That's exactly where I was at. It's very middle of the road. So There's nothing wrong with it. No. It's not that outstanding. It's probably not quite as good as Maker's, but it is 100 proof, so I'm going to give it a few bonus points there. Yeah. Uh, Just out of curiosity, you remember what you paid for that bottle, Tyler? Oh, it's cheap. Oh, was it? 30-something. Oh, hell, that's not bad at all. Oh, it's a bargain. For 100 proof, yeah. No, for that. I mean, that would be, I don't know, it might be a little hot for somebody to start out with, but somebody that's had some bourbon that knows they like it, that would be a good one. Or if you're like a vodka or a tequila drinker. Yeah. They're used to the burn. Well, that is, yeah. So, yeah, it's good. Straight fives across the board. Awesome. Moving on. I like that. Farming fuck-ups. All right, Tyler. This, this is a good one. Oh, yeah. You want to go ahead and describe it? I'll paint you a picture at. of this. Okay, so we've got a John Deere tractor. It's a littler tractor. Can you see the size on that? It's a seven, probably a six or seven thousand series. Yeah, it's a, it's a smaller tractor. I can't tell if it's front wheel assist or not because the front axle is gone. I'm going to guess it is because of all the oil on the ground. Well, I was thinking maybe that was, well, that's a lot of engine oil, unless it hit a puddle or something. Anyways, we got a smaller tractor, no front axle, front ends on the ground, hoods beat up, and there is a pile of oil. Not just a pile, that's a river of oil, Tyler. Well, it's not quite a river because it doesn't go both ways, so I'm going to say it's a lake. I just think that's because you can't see over the tractor. I think it's a lake. All right. It's not a river. It's not flowing still, from what I can tell. But the, the front end of that tractor is just completely gone. Like, where did it go? I, I've been wondering that myself. Like, where they... And it looks like, you know, the back wheels look like they're just mudded up. I'm wondering if they were trying to pull it out. But how far did they pull it without a front well, end? Well, but if you look, because it's hooked up to a drill, okay? If you look 
between the tractor and the drill, there's no skid mark. There is no skid mark. And no. the oil would have started coming out. I mean, even if there's not a skid mark, because that looks like a decent road, I guess. Not like At a least hard the driveway. Road, I mean, it looks like it might have some crushed, crushed uh, concrete or something on there. It might be pretty set up. But still, dragging that tractor, you would think, would have left a skid mark and there would be an oil stain. Yeah. So, what I have come to the conclusion of is that they had it jacked up on stands or something like that, and they were like redoing the front end. This is why I think it probably wasn't a front wheel assist tractor. They had to drop that axle off to work on it, and then it shifted, and it threw it down into the dirt. Now, you can't see the stands in the picture, but that's also not a great quality picture. And that could, that white object underneath the front could have been what it was sitting on. Uh, you might be right. You know, there is a bracket or something there. So. See, I couldn't tell if that was like a stand or if that was part of that nose tank setup. Yeah. And shit, that might not tell. be oil. Maybe it had some of that nasty-ass black label in it. It could have. I mean, that, that shit will make nasty. a mess. And it is black as oil. Yeah, I mean, it'll make a huge mess. Shit, I got pictures on my phone. I go, Whew. And it will stain stuff for a long time. Oh, a year or two. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've still got a uh, fertilizer tank that you fill it up. And it looks black inside of it. That's because you never got it drained. Well, not 100%, but I've run enough fertilizer through it. you think it'd be watered down enough by now. No, sir. No, sir. Okay. So, that covers our farming fuck-up. You got another one? No, that's the You give one. me another week, I'll get you a picture of a cotton stripper on fire. Oh. Could have got one the other day. Oh, you think... Uh, but I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get a picture of it. Really? Yeah, but I guarantee in the next week, many people, well, if the wind quits fucking blowing, yeah, there will be some stripper strip fires. Some yeah. Yes. Oh, no. You're. Yep. Yep. So, we've uh, we've fucked up. We've had a. Had our booze review. Had it our is booze review. On to, you want to do top five or you want to move on to killing the day first? Uh, let's, let's, do a, let's do a top five. All right. How about this week we do top five tractor cab innovations, Tyler? I'm fine with that. And I would like to go first. All right. Because I have a controversial one that a lot of people are going to hate on me about. A fair amount of people. I don't know. The John Deere active seat. Yeah. I see people hating on it, and I don't understand why people hate it. I fucking love it. I do, too. I've always thought it was nice. Yeah. I um, mean, you sit in it. it airs the only thing up. I don't like... Is you know you get a little bit older tractor, and you got to listen to for you know a couple minutes. Well, that's you on first get in. That's on any air ride seat when you first get well, in. Well, yeah, I know. But it, as it gets a little older, it gets a little rattled. That pump well, it yeah. gets a little slower. It's got some bigger leaks in it. That part is inconvenient. But you know what? It is fucking nice. Well, but I'm saying that part you've got with any air ride seat. It's not just that John Deere active ride seat. It's any air ride seat. Yeah. The older you get, the longer it takes to air them up, and the more often you have to air them up. It's just a fact. Yeah, of but life. I am specifically speaking about the active seat. Well, I know you are, but I'm saying that problem that you. Just I don't think named, that's why people hate on it. Well, I don't think it is either. But that problem you just. Then why are you it. fucking arguing with me about this? I don't know. I don't know why we're arguing about this. Make your point. I was just saying that problem isn't just. It's not just a John Deere problem. No, it's not just an active ride seat problem. It's any air ride seat. You don't notice it as much on any air ride seat. Like, I've been in trucks that you don't hear it. You just hear a little... Pssst. Well, I was more talking about any John Deere air ride seat. But you just said it wasn't just John Deere. 
You said it wasn't just John Deere. No, you said it wasn't no, just John Deere. You, you said, said it was any air ride seat. You said it wasn't just John Deere. I said it was any air ride seat. I'll turn your mic back on whenever I want your fucking opinion. The John Deere active ride seat, in my mind, is one of the greatest cab innovations that I've been around. And I agree with you. That deserves to be on the list. Yeah. All right. With mine, I'm going to go with, in the combines, the refrigerators that they put underneath the uh, buddy seats. Aren't those nice? They are very nice. Now, is it a make it or break it deal? No, because I used to think that was the most pansy bullshit that I'd ever seen. Why did somebody need an, a damn refrigerator on a combine? But once you get used to that thing, so the, it is nice. Do the John Deere's heat also? Not the ones in either of the combines we have. Because I think the cases will heat. Or maybe that's a specific option. It may be. I know I've the, seen something to where you can like keep your lunch cold and then you can heat it up. My question with that is, what do you do? Like, I mean, surely you're carrying drinks in there too, right? You got to take them out, I guess. You just let them roll around in the floor until the sun <laughs> bitch cools back <laughs> off, or what? So, and I think John Deere sells one that's like that, but it's an aftermarket one, and I don't know that it's. I don't know if you could replace the one in the specifically in the because that combines. thing that the one thing that I do like about that <laughs> in the buddy seat is that I mean that is pretty seamless installation. Yeah, like if you don't know it's there. It, it doesn't just jump out and say, hey, I'm a refrigerator. Well, I mean, you're going back to, we both, before we got in an S-series combine, are used to sitting in or running uh, 9600s. Got your other, fuse panel. Or yeah, no, your... Your air conditioner blowers underneath yeah. there. So, and it, it's the same color as the refrigerator. It just blends in. Yeah. But now that refrigerator, it is, it is a very nice I will addition say, to a cab. While it is nice, you got to be considerate whenever you're using that. Oh. You get done at the end of season, clean your shit out of it. Maybe wipe the damn thing out. That would be nice of somebody to do. It would be nice of somebody to do that. Wouldn't it, Royce? It probably would have been. Wouldn't have it, Tyler? Yes. So, um, wait, we gotta, we gotta say it. The air conditioner. Oh, the air conditioner's got to be on the list. See, I was torn on this one because I almost just went with the cab. But I felt like we'd already established that we're going for cab innovations, yes. not so much the innovation of the cab. So I'm going to go with air conditioner. I would agree that it definitely needs to be on the list. Game you know, there was, there was a point whenever I was a youngster running an old case 1086 piece of shit that my dad owned. Air conditioner rarely worked. Yeah. But you know what? You could open the windows. Yeah, you get on the Air conditioner old- goes out on an R-series. You sh- shut that some bitch off or you're going to die. Well, it was just like that. It was about like that running the old 8360. Or no, it's the 8630. Yes, the 8630. If the air conditioner went out on that, I mean, yeah, you could open the door in a window, but all that door did was blow all that hot air in on you from the engine. You were a lot better off to just let dust swirl in from the back glass. Yeah, and you were still sitting in there baking because those windows didn't open far enough. The problem is is that so you would sweat. You would open that back window, and you would catch a breeze for just a second. You get a little bit of that evaporative cooling, but you get so much dirt in there that the dirt makes, makes like, mud on your face and so you don't have any evaporative cooling because the dirt took care of all the water yeah no it it was a bad deal when the air conditioner went out on those oh boy and i would say now currently the same thing with the combines because there's no way to open another door on that you just got one way in one way out you're not getting any recirculation and there's enough glass that thing is a greenhouse Mm -hmm. 
Because think, even in the new stuff, how often is it, even in the winter, that you don't run the air conditioner at some point during the day? Me, never. Yeah. I mean, I may start off with the heater a little bit in the morning when I first get in. The cab's kind of chilly. But by noon, oh, I've shit. got to I don't cool. make it around before I'm at least going back to cool. I might turn the fan all the way, like, almost off. Yeah, but you've got it cooling, actively yeah. blowing cool air. Well, maybe the air conditioner's not on, but it is all the way cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You turn the heat cells off. Yes, exactly. For sure. Exactly. So. All right. What else you got? I am going to go with, would you count GPS as a cab innovation? I'll allow it. You know what? Scratch that. I'm going to go with the display screens in the, uh, in the combines. Well, combines and tractors both. That you I feel can, like you're really getting heavy up on this combine deal. Like maybe you spent a little time on a combine lately. I have, I have spent a lot, but no, for that matter, you can go with the new R series or even you're just the going with the big R's. the big display at the end of the either the of the arm. display that was on the armrest. You know, I like I like both of them. I prefer the big, the one, big one. The little one. It depends. Once you get used to running the big one, it's not bad, but they completely changed everything on it, and it's a little bit of a learning curve. I guess there was enough gap between the time I ran. <laughs> A little screen and I ran a big screen. I didn't notice that as yeah. much. But it and it it is nice. Oh yeah. Well you've got everything right there that you need and it's all touch screen. You can change whatever you need to. Yeah. That's because you know, whenever you had those those uh green stars mounted up on the corner post, you didn't have to, but there was times if you were doing something pretty in depth, you almost needed to like stop and lean forward. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, yeah, you probably need to stop if you're getting in real depth with the big screen right there, but it's not like you have to lean forward, you know, just to reach stuff. Yeah. You know, if you're just hitting like your swap track buttons and stuff like that, it's real convenient. Just. Oh, yeah. Right there. Yeah. Right there. All just within a hand's reach way. And that was the one thing that I would say the little screen was a little better because you still had to run the separate GPS screen. So you didn't get everything tied up looking at one thing. But. You know, in the combine, running everything through the one screen works perfectly. I just need to get used to it in the tractor. Yeah, and you know, and that's a big deal. If you can get your what, the summary page or whatever, you, you know, to where screens. it's it's got two or three. To, like you can't really do anything, but you can see everything. Yes. Uh, if you can get that, it's not that big a deal to have to cycle through. If you need oh, to no. adjust some air pressure on your planter or something yeah. like that. No, it's it's easy to cycle through. It's just a fact of being used to not doing it. And getting used to doing it. Yeah. But yeah. No, that's that's what I'm going to do with the, the displays and the I like tractors. That. I like that. That is a good one. Um, I'm torn on my last one here. There's lots of good things. We've named the easy one so far, I feel. Not even close. I'll go with another easy one. Radios. That's a very nice thing to have. Like the newer radios with the, the Bluetooth. Bluetooth sound and phone. Yeah. Oh, isn't it nice? It is nice. Especially the newer Bluetooth that you can actually fucking talk to people and they're not like, what are, what are you doing? Are you in a wind tunnel? Yeah. You can still tell that you're in a piece of equipment, but... Uh, you'd be surprised. It's nice. Except for that combine, there's some kind of feedback that comes back in it. Yes. Have you noticed that? Yes. It is god awful. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to have to put a... I don't know what I'm going to do about that, but I can't talk. I can't use Bluetooth uh, phone calls in that one. I hear you. So there's our five. If you disagree with us, hop on the Book of Faces. And look tell us, us what up. you think. Effed Up Farming. There's a group and a page. I'd prefer you join the group. 
honestly, I don't know what the difference is between a page and a group, but I know they are different because we've got both. And I think it's stupid that it's not the same thing. Says the guy that made the page and not a group. I thought that's what I was doing was making a group when I made the page. No, groups are selective. You can cut people out of it. A page is just like your page. Oh, okay. Well, we're maybe looking, I should. We're looking a, for a more selective group of people. Maybe I should have had a uh, the creme de la creme. A lesson in social media before I. That's okay. Started it because we got a new social media gal, didn't we? We do. So hopefully that deal's about to really pump it on up. We're gonna see some cool shit up there. We hope so. We're paying her enough. It can't it, can't be any worse than whenever you were doing it. So. I would highly doubt it. Then the grammar's gonna get nothing but better. I would expect nothing less from her. You wouldn't. Um, so yeah, hit us up on there or feel free to get on Apple. If that's how you listen to your deal and leave a review. We're all about the reviews. Do we have any reviews yet? Oh, uh, we got some ratings, no reviews. Oh, okay. It's kind of disheartening every time I look. Uh, so like I said, if you have something you'd like to add to that list, hit us up and let's move on to killing the day. You want to do that or you want to go ahead and make our phone call and let him join in killing the day? All right, so Killing the Day. Royce, what you got for us today? Today, I'm bringing to you Shanghai Cigarettes, sang by Caitlin Rose and Raylan Baxter. So I put out the fire and I wrote you a note to smoke the last From that old back of Shanghai cigarettes Left it all in the past and there's nothing left So, yeah, uh, I have not heard that song. Oh, have you not? No. I'm pretty sure they play a different version of it on uh, our local uh, Texas Country Radio. Might I have thought, heard that. I thought I'd heard it on there. Maybe it's the XM Outlaw Country I've heard it on before, but I, I like the one I with the I don't do a lot of satellite radio anymore. Oh, yeah. Now that you got the new work truck that doesn't have satellite radio in it anymore. Yeah, like you can't even get satellite radio in it. Yeah, but you can stream it off your phone. Yeah, I can, but I haven't gone through the whole app business yet. So I'm sticking to my Pandora's and Spotify's. And I mean, if my dad can do the... Uh, oh, I know how to do it. I, I just you can. You got to call and set that up. And, you do? Yeah. Oh, I, I guess no, it changes it your subscription. Oh, I guess I always had the subscription that it was... I didn't. I had gone. the cheap one. Oh, okay. And actually, I might on my personal... Pay, I don't know. E- not either here nor there. Um. So yeah, good jam. I'll check it out. Y'all do the same. Tyler, what are you bringing us today? I'm going to bring you a book. A book. I'm going to bring you a series. A good book? A long book? It's a great book. So many great books. The one that I am specifically going to talk about, because it's the last one that I listened to, um, it is a Walt Longmire book, and it is called Daughter of the Morning Star by Craig Johnson. So this is the same Longmire as the TV series, right? In theory, they did a, they did a, I like that TV show. Never have seen it. I've always meant to watch it. It is a, it is a really good series. It was kind of poorly casted because, you know, they got, what's his name as Walt Longmire and he's kind of small. I mean, is that Timothy Oliphant that they had in there? I believe so. Yes. And he's not a little guy. I mean, I bet he's probably six, two, something like that. Maybe, maybe 180, 190. I mean, he's a, he's a bigger guy. But, I mean, Walt Longmire is supposed to be like 6'4", 280. Oh, yeah. No, Timmy, Timothy Oliphant, he may not be short, but he's he's not a hoss by any means. No, no. And then Henry Standingberry, you got fucking, 
Lou Diamond Phillips. Lou, yeah, that's his name. Yeah, little scrawny bastard. Henry Standing Bear is supposed to be like six eight, three twenty. Yeah, no, just a fucking mountain of a man. I would say that does not describe. And I uh, mean, Lou just Diamond Phillips. Uh, like people don't even try to fuck with him. Number one, because they don't get the chance to, because he's a very light on his feet. Like sneaks up, he's old. Uh, Which is amazing for somebody that heavy. Yeah, he was. He was apparently pretty heavy in the old Tet Offensive, and uh, well, you know, on the counter of the Tet Offensive, I guess. Yeah, however you would say that. He wasn't Vietnamese, uh, is what uh, you're saying. No, he's not. He's Native American. There you go. His name's Henry Standing. Bear. Well, yeah, but I mean the way um, you were saying but it. But he's got wanted this to make deal. sure you wasn't fighting for the Vietnamese, bud. <laughs> no, he was. He was definitely whacking. Some Viet Cong. Okay. Like, dude is a stone cold badass. And he's got this deal to where, like, if, like, him and Walt go on this adventure, not in this book, but in previous books. And so, like, somebody kidnaps Walt's granddaughter. And so, whenever Henry starts finding people, he says in uh, Cheyenne, tell your ancestors that Bear sent you. And then he kills them. Just. Just straight up. I mean, a straight up badass. Damn. I'm going to have to look at those books. Yeah, he's got an elk-handled knife, like a machete, bowie knife combo, really long bowie knife. Oh, wow. Almost a machete. Machete with a point. But (laughs) (laughs) it's got a bear pommel on it, and he can hit you hard enough in the head to crack your skull and knock you out, but not kill you. And how does that not break that handle? Because it's made out of an elk horn. I would still think that eventually you're going to... Well, he's been doing it since Vietnam, and he ain't broke it yet, so maybe he doesn't hit as many people as it seems like in the books, (laughs) you know? But yeah, the the Cheyenne Nation is what Walt calls him. All right. Solid books. Check them out. I really like them. Yeah. That last one was really good. Listened to it recently. Just came out. Check it out. So that's a solid kill in the day we had there, Tyler. Yeah, we got a book, we got a song. Well-rounded. Let's make us a phone call. All right, guys, now we're coming back to an old segment we hadn't done in a while. We're going to BTFOAA. This is the right number. Did you lose his number? I didn't delete his company number. Hey. Hey, what's up, Connor? You got the right number. Yeah, yeah, right number. Nothing much. How are y'all? Good, good. How are you doing? Good. I'm just hanging out. Been working some today. Not doing much. Relaxing now. Working and relaxing. That's good. Got to do it every now and then. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Well, hey. Uh, so we're we're on the podcast for for our yeah. listeners. I'm gonna go ahead and say this is Connor DeStefano. Yeah, can, you can said I, it right. Can I too. say where you're from? Yeah, no, give him a full introduction. This is Connor DeStefano of College Station, Texas, who is currently an Aggie. But don't hold that against him because he's still a pretty solid dude. We all make mistakes in our youth. You know, it happens. We do. But Connor was my intern last summer for the company that I worked for, which we do not mention. So, yeah, we got us an an Aggie on the line. Uh, Connor, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so um, I've always grown up here in College Station, never moved anywhere. I am going to be the fourth generation to my family's farm here in another two years. We farm right at 5,000 acres here in 
college station, mainly cotton, probably, you know, two-thirds cotton, and then we rotate that in with mainly corn and a little bit of beans every now and then when the price is right. And uh, like Tyler said, I interned for him this summer, so that was, you know, really hard. I had to see my therapist quite often when I got back. Well, working with this son of a bitch across from me, I could see how you'd have to do that. Cause... Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's you know, just, just a weekly thing. podcast makes me need to go see a therapist. <laughs> oh, I, be- I believe it. He's 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 a real. Just bully, because you, you know? can't hang out with, uh, or you can't handle the awesome, doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with me. It just makes y'all weak. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. But yeah, that's that's me. So you are going to farm whenever you get done with college. That's the goal. Yeah, I'm going to try and farm. See if gonna, I can make it. Gonna try and farm. Try and farm. Yeah, I've got, I've got, you know, not much in the works yet, but I've got a couple pieces of equipment that I've obtained to just, you know, older guys getting out. And, uh, yeah, so I'm gonna try and get started. I'm gonna start on the family farm and then kind of branch out on my own. I got so, you. so you're gonna try to grow the family farm? Yeah, grow the family farm and then kind of grow my own farm at the same time. Because, like, it's it's weird. So, it's my dad and his three brothers at this point. So, then it would be me and some cousins. And so, the family farm's getting really branched out. Yeah. And everyone else is kind of branching out. And I'm at that weird generation where it's like, all right, 3D's cool, but it's kind of time. Like, it's not going to get messy. Like, we're obviously going to work it out, but time for us to kind of do our own thing. So it is your father and his brothers are currently all operating the same 5,000 acres. Exactly. Yeah. So it's my, my dad and his three brothers who split that 5,000 acres. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I guess, yeah. do you have any cousins that are already wanting to come back and farm or are coming it's, back to yeah. farm? So I've got two cousins who farm right now and we don't even need to get started on that. They're, uh, they're something. And so that's, I take reason. it. They're not podcast listeners. Boy, I hope not. <laughs> it's going to get really messy because I am not farming with my cousin. Hey, what's it worth for you or to you for them not to find out about this? Oh, boy. Here we go. We all going to start an email? <laughs> oh, man. I got to become a sponsor to keep it quiet for a little bit. Hey, man, we don't, we don't charge much, but we don't work for free. <laughs> yeah, I don't work for free. No, but yeah, so that's kind of the plan is, you know, me and my cousins are probably going to end up splitting it up and having to figure out all that stuff. Yeah. So uh, I, I have a question. So you say that you're, you're buying some equipment and you're working on finding some land or something like that. So are you yes. just going to work for your dad in the meantime, or are you yeah, going to so go out and get a job like me and you had discussed whenever you were my intern? I mean, did I just turn you off the business that bad? No, you didn't turn me on the, off the business, but I mean, like it's definitely – the opportunities there for me to do it where i mean 3d will give me a job out of college until i can you know make it on my own and so interning was great and i loved that job but like i came back and i started farming again and it's just like i mean it's a lifestyle we all know it that is. and it's hard it's hard to stop oh 100% and especially if you I mean, it's different, obviously, for for me versus like you and Royce, where you have a family farm to come back to. It definitely instead of trying to, you know, either 
better somebody else's family farm or, you know, it's, it's a struggle to, to just jump out there and get a farm. You know oh, it's I mean? definitely hard to do. There's way too much overhead costs to be able to yeah. just jump in and do it on your own. Yeah. If I didn't have that, then I'd be going, you know, sales rep all day. I mean, that's, that's pretty much, it's, that'd be my second choice. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, it was a dang good time. So, so can you, can you tell me one thing you learned this summer in turning for me? One thing I learned this summer. It can be yes, that Tyler's Tyler, an asshole. Tyler gets asked for his ID, not because of his age, but just because of how tall he is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they do. No, no. On a serious note, I learned a lot. Like, I didn't know much about, like, you know, scouting or anything. Like, when I thought of, like, scouting, it was me jumping in the truck with a guy, and we were both drinking a beer, and he was like, you need to do this, this, and this. I never knew what he did before that. Yeah, yeah, he'd already looked at the field. You were getting the overview. Yeah, I knew like he was looking and he was doing. You just thought he was a badass. Could see them mites (laughs) from the pickup. But um, and that's why people think they can farm from a turn row. (laughs) Exactly. That's definitely not the case. That is definitely not. No, you learn. You definitely got to get out and walk some fields, huh? Yeah. Oh, we walked a lot of fields. And I pulled my fair share of samples. So, and you could have got to present that data to the guy sitting across from me, except for you kept breaking your truck whenever you'd go to Texarkana. Which, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, Texarkana is substantially closer to your fiance well, than than where not, we were. Believe it or not, in Texarkana, I still had five hours, and so with a broken down truck. There was no way I was getting to her or she was getting to me. She so. wouldn't come pick you up? No, she why well, was they had cold. me working. I know. They had me working. <sighs> That's I rough. They, man. I should have gotten a better truck, honestly. Didn't you get broke down in college station once though? Yeah, so I, were I you really had... broke down or were you just hung over? I mean, I know, we all know that pickup was a piece of please. shit, but that does seem <laughs> awfully convenient. <laughs> no, it was it was crazy because you know, me and my fiance, we've been engaged for a while. She picked out a wedding venue and I had the company truck and I was like, well, we'll go run out there. I haven't gotten to see it. We go out there. I turn the truck off and we walk around for 20, 30 minutes. I'm like, all right. And we get in the truck to go and it just doesn't start, doesn't do anything. And I'm like, Madeline, if this isn't a bad omen, I don't know what it is. But you're still getting married. Yeah. Yeah. Wedding's still on. So. Okay. Well, right. well I'm just assuming that my invitation was lost in the mail. We haven't sent out. We just took pictures. Oh, I thought you were going to be best man, bud. No, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I did keep the little fucker out of jail once, but that's that's neither here nor there. We won't get into that. I figured y'all had such a mentor-mentee complex going on at this point that, I mean, you were shoo-in for best man or walking the guy down the aisle. I have a really staunch policy with my interns that they see every aspect of my job. And what I like to do is start out with the fun stuff. And everybody's like, oh, fuck, yeah, I want to be this guy. This guy's job's fucking awesome. And then I go make them pull like 10,000 acres worth of soil and tissue samples. And they're like, good character building parts. I don't, I don't, eh. So, but I have learned you got to do it in that order. You can't, you can't reverse that order or they go pull the soil samples like, fuck this guy. I'm out. I'm, I'm leaving. We had quite a bit of fun in the end. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. I mean, I mean it it's was a, fun the whole way through. It's a cycle. I mean, it's look if if you can't enjoy what you're doing, don't do it. I definitely was an AC tissue sample puller though. I mean, that truck went all the way around the field and minimized the walk-in. Hey, you got to get out to the center of the field though, bud. Oh yeah, no, I made it to the center. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't, he actually, I, I will say, I this is the first time that I've ever sent an intern out to pull tissue samples, and he walked up to a, it was one of your fields, I saw him, he doesn't know I saw this. But oh yeah, no, I remember would, we were watching him. <laughs> he would walk out like 12 rows, and then walk down the row and pull a sample, and then he'd like walk back to the pickup, and then he'd walk back out like 30 rows, and walk down, take a sample, I'm like, what the fuck is this kid doing? He turned in like four samples of varying depths <laughs> Throughout <laughs> the the circle, I was like, God, "Fucking hell, somebody's put a lot more effort into it than I would." Yeah, have. That's what you want to see, though. Not yeah, that I, I would have like for myself, but as an intern, like <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I didn't want to half-ass it. Exactly. That's what I like to hear somebody checking my fields. So yeah, yeah. When you know Tyler put in such a good word for you, he said, "Take care of this guy." So <laughs> I'm sure he did. Yeah, I said, yeah. "Take care of all of them." <laughs> yeah, oh, I forgot. You, you were just hoping that he would take you for a ride in his plane. I didn't know he flies. Yeah, you should have asked. Should have come out and brought uh brought the information you gleaned from our fields out. <laughs> so what do you fly? You got a little one seventy two. Oh heck yeah! Me so. and my dad hop around in a one eighty two pretty often. Oh really? Don't y'all have a Satabra oh, yeah. too? Yes, we have a Satabra with a glass. Uh, you know, green uh, greenhouse roof where you can, you know, go upside down and wave at people. Like, oh, nice. That's, yeah, you can't that's go cool. Upside down. You can't go upside down too long, though, because it's carburetor, not fuel injection. Yeah, but it's got a it's got a special carburetor where you can go upside exactly. down without killing the engine. Yes, you can go upside down. Yeah, but... No, that's cool. Yeah. No, Dad's... Me and Dad have a 172, and then Dad's got a little uh, 140. So he's got a little plane kind of like this Atabra, but you got to sit exactly. next to each other. And yeah, you can't well, go see, upside down in his. I would love like a 140 or something like that. Because I haven't gotten my license yet. Like I can fly. I think I can get one off the ground and on the ground by myself. You think? But I think. But it's hard because I when we fly in that Satabria, we fly, and that's what we fly 90% of the time. I fly back, see he flies front, and I can fly from the back, but it's a lot harder to land and do all that from the back. I thought the tandems you usually flew from the back seat. No, 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 no. So you have controls in the front and back. Well, I knew you had them in both, but I thought that when it was just one person, they usually flew from the back seat. Not that I've ever heard of. Okay. But, you know, someone might do that. Maybe I, I, I must have been mistaken about that one then. Yeah, every time my dad's flown it solo, he always flies in the front. Okay. But yeah, no, I didn't know you flew. Yeah, no, we're uh, me and dad are both pilots, so. Yeah, that's y'all crop duster now. No, God, no. <laughs> God, no. No, we hire that shit out. Uh, we're not no. ballsy enough to uh, to do that. So. Well, and you don't have you a never... million dollars for a fucking plane either. No, a million dollars for a plane or a million dollars for liability yeah. insurance. Yeah. Or for just play, insurance on it. I we play around in the twenty to thirty feet every now and then, but we don't we don't spray either. Yeah. No, we we do that. We've got a buddy that's got a uh oh uh cub. 
and yeah, we we play around low with that one, but no, we don't. I'll buzz people in the 172, but that's about as far as I get getting down close. Yeah, yeah. We've got so we've got the Brazos River here, and um, we've taken that Satabria down. It doesn't have skis or anything, but we've got it down low enough. And you got to be careful because there's bridges and stumps and all that. But if you watch out, you can get down low enough, just close enough where the wheels will actually spin on the water. That's a thrill. I bet that is. Fucking sounds like it. I've done that yeah. on a on a wheat field before. Oh yeah, that's With something that you know has been plowed and you know it's smooth and it's yeah, and just doing like an emergency procedure type deal. But and it's fun yeah, to do cool. that. But that's that's about as close as we'll get to doing something like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So are y'all y'all start picking cotton yet or no? Oh yeah, stripping cotton. Yeah, no, we're we're strippers up here. Y'all are y'all pickers down there? We are pickers. Yeah, we actually finished picking three days ago. How did so, how did it turn out for you? We did pretty good. I mean, we had a couple fields on average two and a half, two and three quarter bale. We had a couple fields that bumped three and a half almost four bale so it was pretty good for us okay and what's your uh, is that all dry land irrigated no that's that's mostly irrigated oh, okay furrow, furrow irrigated and then we have a couple laterals couple center pivots so did did y'all flood out some acres this year come again did y'all flood out some acres this year yeah so when we flood <coughs> we throw a border around the field and we don't flood like rice obviously you know that but we'll flood like 20 rows at a time and then no i'm not talking flood irrigation i'm talking did did y'all catch some rains oh. and actually flood out lose some lose some to, lose flood. Some yeah, to yeah. flood okay okay no we didn't we didn't claim any insurance or we didn't flood out any cotton this year um that's good it wasn't a, it wasn't a good year i mean it had a cold wet start just like it did everywhere else okay and so wasn't the best year but i mean we still got right around our average what are okay. your grades looking like? I couldn't tell you. So the way right now it run, we run, so I work out there kind of part-time, and basically my uncle, one of them handles all that stuff, and I'm basically the mechanic. You know, I go out. Oh, them boys are in flat. trouble. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I know my fair share of way around stuff. Well, you couldn't keep a fucking Dodge pickup going. Well, that's because y'all gave me a dodge. Was it a, was it a gas? Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> Hell, nobody can keep one of those pieces of shit running. <laughs> exactly. So you know, if you'd have put me in a quality truck like with a Ford or something, I'd have been. Oh, you mean like the pickup yeah. I was driving? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they should have just given me that. Yeah, just kick Tyler right out of his pickup, giving it to the intern. <laughs> Hell of an yeah. idea. Um. <laughs> Half the summer I drove the Chevy. Half the summer I drove a Dodge. All right. Yeah. So, why don't you tell us what you're going to school for, Connor? Yeah, so I'm a soil and crop science major. Okay. So, it's basically, the way I explain it to everyone else is, half, I have 100 kids in my class, like my year, and half of us are all going to go farm. The other, like, half of that, is they're all going to be consultants, and then a couple of those are going to be plant breeders. All right. Yeah, no, I can get so, on board with that. That's what I went to WT for. Yeah, that's awesome. And then Tyler went to WT too, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. So were y'all co- like, did y'all go to college together? Have y'all known each other way before? Oh God, we we inherited each other as friends, but known each other a long time, long time. And you're what three years older than me? Yeah, something like that. What are so, you? Thirty two. Yeah. Yeah, three years older. Than so because you're the same age as my sister, but yeah. you're behind her in school. But y'all graduated the same year from college, so that's always fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually six months younger than your sister. Yeah. Same age. Half the year. Close enough. <clears throat> Neither here nor there. So what what have you learned in college that you think will be useful on the farm? And I don't mean like I'm trying to think the right way. If if somebody that let's say we've got to add eighteen, nineteen year old kid. That's, yeah. that's listening to this podcast. Yeah. If they are going to go to WT, you know, one of those schools, <laughs> what's a class that you might wish that you might have put a little bit more effort into or paid a little bit more attention to? Ag business. Ag business. Without yeah. a doubt. Like, I wish I would have majored in ag business. Why do you say that? So, you know, growing up, and I, you know, it's just me, you know, people, other people might've been raised different or whatever, but growing up, when I grew up on the farm, I did a lot of mechanicking, working, wrench turning, farming, and that sort of thing. I didn't spend a second in the office. I didn't spend a second looking at dollars or money or this or that. And so, you know, if you, if you're going to school to learn how to farm, like farm, like what you need to do when your corn starts turning slightly yellow or when to water or things like that, you know, soil and crop science would be a great major. And it's definitely important. It is important. Yeah. Like if, if you don't know about that, then farming's not the business to get into unless you go get an education in it. But I wish I would, I'm too far along to minor now unless I stayed longer and I dang sure don't want to do that. But soil and crop science with like a minor in ag business would be the route I wish I would have gone from the gig girl. I can see that. And I completely yeah. agree because I yeah. like you said, I think I think that is a lot and I I deal with a lot of people as you know and and I think that there is a lot of younger generation people that exactly like what you're saying their parents spent a lot of time teaching them, you know, maybe they taught them how to walk fields, you know, when to spray yeah. wheat, when to when to do this with corn, how to do stuff. But they didn't spend enough time sitting them down and saying, you know, this is what we spend on this. This is what we spend on that. Teaching them the business and teaching them how to build a budget and a business plan and all that. And I think you're exactly right, which I mean, I've got a minor in ag business and economics, which I use a lot more than my major, but. Well, and for that matter, uh, my degree from TC or my certificate from TCU, I use just as much or more the farm and ranch, which is a business basically. Yeah. Which, I mean, they went a lot more in, in depth in business than you probably ended up getting at WT. Oh yeah, for sure. for sure. It was definitely more a business school with a lot of cattle thrown in it, but that's, that's where I got my business and I use that every bit as much or more than I do my plant science degree from WT. Well, and it's, yeah. it's I, y'all correct me if I'm wrong. It's a lot easier to either build a good relationship with a sales agronomist like myself or to hire a crop consultant than it is to hire somebody to tell you how to run your business. It is, but you still need to know the basics of the plant science and what the crop uh, consultant is I'm not saying you. you don't need your basics, but what 
you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it's a lot there's a lot more readily accessible data there on the PSES side than there is. I mean, like nobody is going to say, Hey, if you pay me to do your taxes, I'll do your business plans and your budgets and all that for you. No. no. Yeah. No, you're, you're right on that one. So, so how are you going to pick up your business learning then Connor? You got a plan for that or? Yeah. Yeah. So right now I'm going to start, I'm, I haven't full-time worked for 3d yet. So, Beginning right after the wedding, I'm going to start full-time, and then I have a semester left after that. So I'll work that summer, and um, basically I'm going to spend one to two days a week learning as much as I can from the way my family handles business right now is my one uncle, the oldest, he does 90% of the office paperwork and you know handles all the money and when to book and when to sell and everything like that, and so... I'm going to go in there, you know, a couple days a week and try and learn as much as I can from him. And he's, he's already told me he's willing to help me out in the beginning and teach me, you know, what I need to learn. So I've got a pretty good plan and I've talked to my resources. And so well, that's good. All works out the way I have it figured in my head. So how many hours are you going to take next semester? Next semester, I will probably take at least 15 and how many of them are gimme hours? Uh, I bet you three to six will be, you know, electives or bowling or something like that. Well, that's pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, should yeah. Give, why are you being a little bitch? Why don't you just take a online or a semi, what do they call those, hybrid class? I guess all y'all's shit, I don't know. College has changed. All your classes are online now, aren't they? No, so... They were all online when, you know, the whole COVID thing was happening. And now that that's well, I think it's still happening. Well, yeah, I, I'm not saying it's, you know, not real or not happening. Um, but we got us at a Nair on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, And two on the mics. <laughs> yeah. I like, Tyler, I know damn well you feel. But, um, like, nobody really cares on campus it's crazy because you know last semester nobody was allowed on campus everything was it's just like normal i mean you see like two or three people a day wearing a mask and that's it and i drive buses so i pick up and see you know 500 600 people a day and i bet you out of that five or 620 people wearing a mask i mean we fill the buses shoulder to shoulder it's just like normal campus Huh. So everything's back in person and like normal, but I so guess from still- from Connor the intern to Connor the bus driver. So you're a bus driver, huh? You got any good yeah. stories to tell about driving so, a bus at College Station? Yeah, I have a couple good stories. Um, I was actually driving a bus the other day, and we keep normally four buses on a route, and so I'm coming down the road, and this is a 15 mile an hour road, so I'm taking my time and i see a bus ahead on the same route coming towards me and their stop flashes on ems outside and i'm like what the hell there was a girl passed out just on the seat and turns out she was okay i don't know what was going on but that was probably the craziest thing i've ever had happen um that's not a very crazy story bud well and you know nobody's gonna be too crazy on the buses I've had people try and bring open beers on the bus. 
you know, cases of beer. Do on you confiscate those? <laughs> so it's weird. If someone walks up to the bus with a case of beer, like they could have a 30 pack. And as long as none of them are open, they can bring it on the bus, just like a car. Like none of the and beers are open or the case isn't open? The case can be open. Like, so it, it really happens on game day because you love people who park their cars and they're drinking and they're waiting on the bus. And if they're sitting there drinking, they have to chug what they have open and get on the bus. And they can't open a can till they get off the bus. And if they open a can, I got to stop the bus ask them to get off and pour it out or chug it and then get back on. And so I haven't had anybody open a can on the bus, but I have had people like be drinking, try and get on the bus. I'm like, all right, man, like chugging the beer right there, pour it out, whatever you want. And, uh, that, but that to me, that's not that crazy because it happens pretty often on game days. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't sound I, that crazy. So, so the bus that you drive, <laughs> yeah, that that's like, is it just like a on campus bus and like yeah, you, you so drive like, people to the, to uh, what is it? Kyle field and stuff like that. Yeah. So it all like, it depends on what route you have. Like we have a fleet of 150 buses and probably 80 different routes. And so on game days, we drive people all the way from downtown Bryan to Kyle field. We drive people. There's some routes that just run from like the Bush school, which is a half mile from Kyle field to Kyle field and back. And I mean, I'm sure, I don't know if y'all have ever been to a Kyle field football game, no. but it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Like I'd say within a circle mile radius, there's people, you know, tailgating parking lots are full. Like it looks like just an ant mound that you poison. They're going nuts. Like it's, it's ridiculous. I can see that. And there's not a lot of like parking right there around Kyle field. If no, I remember, right. no. And so, and everybody thinks that they're invincible to like, like the, that a bus won't run them over, which gets how really many people have you proved wrong on that theory? <laughs> I haven't ran anybody over, but how I many have you wanted to a lot? <laughs> <laughs> and what you got to do is, and they don't tell you this in training because they're not like allowed to, but say you get to a stop sign and people are just going nuts and won't stop to let you go. You just start easing out. And I've had a couple people who just, like, don't even look. They're not even on their phones. Like, they know I'm trying to go. Just keep walking, and another guy, like, student will grab them and pull them back out of the way, and I, you know, carry on about my business. Did you just but drop yeah. your phone? No. It sounded like you did. No, it didn't leave my hand. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So how many times has your bus accidentally broke down uh, close to your house? <laughs> no. <None. laughs> so we actually get in trouble for going off route. Well, I didn't know if your bus route was close to home and you were like, hey, you know what? This is just like my work pickup. I'm here at home. It broke down. Got the brown yeah, bottle no. flu. <laughs> Hey. I haven't gotten to do that yet, but they they break down all the time because they've got three hundred thousand miles. <laughs> I have a I have a question. Yeah. So let's say me and Royce we're going to go to a football game. All right. At A yeah. All right. Yeah. We call you. We figure out what your route is. We go park. We yeah. get on with a thirty pack. We get in the bus. 
We just start shotgunning beers, cracking them <laughs> open, just having all sorts of fun. Yeah. How much is it going to take for you to just let that go? And then, you know, everybody else is like, well, it seems like it's okay. Those guys are back there having a good time. They crack a beer open. You're like, fuck you. Turn it down. Turn, put it out. Get out of here. <laughs> Honestly, like, so the way it works is it depends because I've got 90 people on my bus. I can't see or hear what's going on in the back. And so, you know, someone might have opened a container on my bus before, and I didn't know about it, but... I mean, so if me and Roy sit in the back, if me and Roy sit in the back and we start a little party, but we're ratting out people, you know, like I got a beer in my left hand. Let's say I got a nice cold Yingling in my left hand, and yeah. I point out a guy like Midbus opens a beer. It's like that dude's drinking, and you kick him off. Because <laughs> yeah. I think that sounds like a great time. I mean. I might lose my job, but that'd be a hell of a way to go. I, I think you're about to graduate anyway. What do you hey, care? Hey. Tyler, I think before we start planting, we need to make a trip down there and just ride his bus route. If you pass me a beer, as long as I'm close to a stop, we'll all start drinking. We'll just call transit up and tell him to come get the bus. <laughs> it's a good thing you're planning on being self-employed because after getting fired like that, I don't think you're getting employed by many other people. I can hear it now. Hey, we're going to pull over right quick. We're going to kill the engine. We're going to drain the oil. We're going to start the bitch back up. Hey, we got stranded. I don't know what the fuck else wanted me to do. Daddy needed a beer. <laughs> oh, man. That's some funny shit. No, but yeah, it's pretty It's pretty chill on the bus routes. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, so you got to make money while I'm on school. Well, yeah, you do. Everybody needs money. I mean, especially fucking inflation these days. Oh, shit, yeah. I mean, I used to work at a cotton gym. I I understand. That's what my college career was. Um, So I I, I have a... We're going to get a little bit more on topic. A little bit serious here. All right. Five years from now, what are you going to be doing and what steps are you taking now to get there? Oh, damn deep, Tyler. Oh, yeah. yeah. Getting down so, deep. I'll let him get a little soft, and now we're going to hammer his little ass. We'll cut out so, all that soft shit. Yeah, yeah. So five years from now, I hope to have at least six to 800 irrigated acres under my belt and, you know, farming on my own. And, yeah, figure it out. Okay, so another another question to ask you along no, those lines. No, hold up. What steps are you taking to get there? Yeah, yeah. So, like, so the way my cousins have started, and this is, I'm looking at what I've seen and kind of worked it in my head how I'm going to do it to better that, like, better myself over the way they did it. So what they did is they came into it, no experience. Like, they didn't go to the farm when they were younger. Their dad just didn't bring them out. And so they're kind of, like, babies in it like they're learning now as they're starting making hourly wage but there's nothing wrong with hourly wage but they're making hourly wage working for 3d and it's been like five years okay they haven't tried to do anything on their own and they're just happy with being a hand and i mean i'm gonna do my fair share of hand and i'm sure gonna hand for myself but my goal i've got a tractor i've got hoods i've got a disc a planter um, and they're, 
when they do branch out, they're using all 3D's equipment. So they take out a loan, buy seed and all the stuff they need to input. Then they rent 3D's equipment. And so by the time they're done, they're making money off their hourly from 3D, but they're not making a ton of money from their, like, actual products because they're spending so much borrowing. And so I've kind of got enough, not enough equipment. Like, I'm going to have to rent some from 3D, but harvesters and that sort of thing. But I'm going to try and build up as much as I can and quit renting you know and say so what yeah. you're trying to do is you're trying to buy stuff to where whenever 3d stuff breaks down you can lease it to your cousins exactly. until you and get so, your ground built up exactly and so another thing that i've thought about is like i've got an 8320 low hours four drive like nice tractor but it's a nice and, tractor yeah i mean it's we got hell it. driving a bus must pay good <laughs> well yeah i'm kind of on a loan thing with the tractor but i mean we paid like Fifty thousand for it. Low hours. Old man was selling it, and this was before all the inflation stuff. So. Oh yeah, but still, that's. Uh, I mean, for starting out, that is that's not a bad tractor. No, no. I mean, it doesn't have you know, it doesn't have the cooler in it or anything under the buddy seat or anything. But it's a damn good tractor. Got GPS, four wheel drive. God damn, you've been listening to this episode before we even put it out. Why? <laughs> Oh, you'll hear about it when you when you hear yourself. <laughs> that comment will make a lot more yeah. sense in a week or so. <laughs> but oh, go ahead. Oh, um, no. So that's my plan is, you know, when we harvest, we only run one grain cart right now. I want to buy a second grain cart, like, on my own, you know, a couple years into it and lease my tractor and my grain cart to 3D to help out because we do a lot of sitting. How many, how many combines y'all run? One. And so... It's not like what kind of combine you running? It's a uh, oh one sec, let me look. It's not a like, it's not a new machine. It's not a S series. It's like a ninety six sixty. It's like a yeah. I think it's a ninety six sixty bullet rotor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's so, still not nice like machine. you're running a ninety six hundred. You're you're not running the old straw walker machine. You're running a rotor machine. Yeah, it's a rotor machine. I mean, it's a nice combine. It gets the job done. But we do a lot of sitting, waiting on our – because we've got some fields that are, you know, 400 acres. And so when we're sitting at one end and our buggy drives going to run all the way down to a truck, we just wait. And so Dad's already talked about – yeah, it's a 9660 STS. But um, we've already talked about getting a grain card and then leasing that to 3D and kind of, you know – making money there to pay off other debts and yeah it's a lot of making money to pay off debts in the beginning yeah no that's that's what it is from what i can tell you make money to pay off debts until you're somewhere between and i'm being very conservative here let's say 45 to 60 on average yeah i think you're right and I'm not really including land on that, but let's say 45 to 60, and then from 60 to when you die, you're just making money. Yeah, retirement ain't a thing. No. No, not in this business. It's not. No. 
Well, I, I remember uh, my dad asked your granddad one time. He's like, well, when did your dad stop farming? Talking about your great granddad. He's like, eh, probably 60-something, 70, somewhere in there. You know, he's still here, still did stuff. But, you know, he wasn't here every day at that point. And that was mm-hmm. on your granddad's 80th birthday. Yeah. Whenever he was still showing up every day. Well, and that's like granddad. Granddad still shows up. Every, Maybe not every day. Well, there you know, there's those days he sleeps till ten o'clock. Well, or he's got doctor's appointments, but he still takes care of the cattle. Still takes care of all of our mowing. Even if you went and fed the cows for him, he probably still goes over there and checks on them. Oh yeah, because he doesn't think you did a good. And I bet he yeah, throws them some cake. Always does because they're right. hungry. What were you saying, Connor? Oh, I was saying you can never do it right. When grandpa's around. No, no. Not a chance. Never do it right enough. Oh, man. No, I've got a lot of that, you know. And it's part of it, you know, starting out. Oh, it is. And working with family is a, is a whole different struggle for everybody. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you are. It's different from your neighbor. Working with family is just, it's, it is a challenge for everybody, but it's more of a challenge for some than others. So, uh, hats off to you for being willing to take that uh, and work with it. And also, uh, I want to ask you another question. What does it take uh, farm-wise to keep you afloat? Like, uh, say you finally break out on your own. How many acres do you have to have? Honestly, I think, like, cut ties from 3D, I'd say I'd be comfortable at 1,000. Oh, really? That... That... That few acres down there will. What's your, what's your blend irrigated dry land? Mm. Yeah, that's a thousand nine hundred irrigated hundred dry land, and then you know on the side two hundred three hundred pasture run cows on that. Okay, so you need third. You need a thousand acres of irrigated, and we're gonna count your hundred as corners, which is probably conservative, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you need 300 run cows. You run cows? Yeah, we probably run 500 head. Not on that amount of land. Oh, wow. Run, 3D runs right at 500. What, wow. what kind of cows y'all got? Uh, we have an Angus bull and a Charlay bull and a bunch of mamas. Like Mexican cattle? Little mm-hmm. tiger stripe out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, hey, man, I know I a lot of people with a lot of money making a lot of money off tiger stripe cows. Oh, it I happens down there. That's what you got to have. Do. You got them crazy bitches. You got to have like eight foot uh, corrals. Corrals. Keep them from jumping over. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't do much with the cows. Oh, you need to. Well, that's good we'll side business. You know what you mm-hmm. need to do? You need to buy a bull from Mo Enterprises. I mean, if you oh, need one sooner than later, I'll sell you a high-quality Angus bull. Very high-quality, <laughs> very... I mean, he, that son of a bitch is a, he's like a puppy dog. <laughs> I bet him and your lab would be best friends. Yeah, I don't think Bear would get along with him. <laughs> oh, he would. I bet he would. You think so? I bet so, because uh, I think Bear's got a little bit of size on him at this point. And if you can wait another three years, I'll sell you one that's a Sim Angus that's just as good. <clears throat> what are they, bull calves? Oh, he's a month-old bull calf. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe a month and a half. I, I hadn't looked at his birthday, but 
<laughs> he's not very old. <laughs> he's about a month and a half old. <laughs> he's a cute little fella. Oh, he's I'm so dead. cute. He Hurricane like loves him. Do what? Is he bottle fed or like? No, we bottle? bought a cow the other day that she just had a calf, and so now we got okay. now we got cows and one little calf. Oh, you Tyler have one cow and a cat. Yeah, me and Royce. Mo Enterprises. Mo Enterprises, bitch. All right, Connor. I got a I got a really serious question for you here. All right. Actually. How fast can you swim two hundred meters? Well, it depends what stroke. It's called oh, just fast. Go the butterfly. Oh, I suck at butterfly. I was I gonna go freestyle. Okay, freestyle. I always do. So we actually live in America, and we swim in yards. And so, I from the two hundred <laughs> nice, yards. Nice putting him back in his place. <laughs> I can swim the two hundred yard freestyle, probably in a minute and forty eight seconds. Right around, like right now, it'd probably be like two minutes twenty seconds. Okay, that sounds right. impressive, but I have no idea if it is or not. Well, I don't know how to make the conversion from yards to meters because, as he said, I'm an American. And so I'm pretty sure Michael Phelps is still going to whip his ass even after he hits his bong and he's been retired for, what, five years? Pretty sure you're right. That's why I was done after junior year of high school. Because you couldn't beat Michael Phelps? No, no. I just moved on. Or because you were hitting the bong. No, I'm oh. not sport. <laughs> hey, what other hobbies you got? Uh, I shoot a lot of clays. That's a good uh, hobby to have. Yeah. Hey, How do I you got buying shelves right now. I got a hundred dollars yeah. right now today that you can beat Royce. A hundred rounds him. sporting clays. You ought to make the I same would. bet against Tyler. <laughs> I would do it. I mean, I would bring two hundred bucks if y'all wanted to shoot. Come on up. Uh, we'll uh, we'll make a podcast with you in studio after I we know. have the great two hundred dollars shootout, and you take two hundred dollars for me and Tyler both. <laughs> I was gonna ask, do y'all practice often or something? I mean, we haven't had shells in forever. Like we spent here. Here's how our summer went, and I think me and you talked about this one day. Yeah. We were in a weird position to where it's like we needed to practice for dove season, but at the same time, we had enough shells to cover dove season, and we couldn't buy any more. So it's like, well, I mean, do, you know, you find an extra couple boxes of shells sitting on Academy shelves. Do you do you waste those practicing, or do you just let those float over into dove season? Well, if I ever come back, and I'm I'm planning on coming back eventually, but when I come well, back, yeah, you have to. Else, I'll bring a whole flat, and we'll go blast away. We got to do that now, and we'll figure uh, something out over winter break or spring break or something. I don't know if I can make it. I, it's it doesn't get really cold up there. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, I mean, a little cold. I mean, not really cold. I mean, I get an inch and a half of snow, and I'm, like, snowed in here. Oh, you'll be fine here, bud. We don't get that much snow snow. that much. And you say an inch and a half of snow. That's like a dusting of snow (laughs) down there. Mm Mm-hmm. 
It's not that big a yeah. deal, man. I lived in Fort Worth for a year. I know how people south oh. of here live. It is an inch and a half of snow. That's generous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get a little ice on the road and they cancel school. Ice. Water when it's at like 33 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's pretty nice, though. It is. I still got to go break the water troughs, but then I get to go home. Oh, you poor guy. I know. It's a rough life. But, oh, hey, man, man, give us one thing you want our listeners to know. Like about about me or about what? Anything. Anything. You've listened to all the podcasts. I've listened to what, all the You podcasts. got any corrections or... No, I mean, they've been great. Have y'all done the yingling? Have y'all done any beers yet? No, we have not aired any beers yet. Oh, man. Well, you'll have to try the yingling golden pilsner. We'll, we'll try that. Yeah. You just but bring no, us I mean, case that's, and we'll that's check what I was it out. Say, maybe we'll save that, get you to drive up. Oh, Connor loves yingling. It's a good yeah, beer. I'm actually enjoying a Yingling Golden Pilsner right now. All right, one more question for you. Before we called you, we did Killing the Day. And obviously, you're an avid listener of the podcast. You got a Killing the Day for us? What have you been listening to lately? Oh, so, you know, funny thing. I heard Tyler's Killing the Day, the shivers down the spines of the day. and I've been listening to that. That is a solid was- one. I listen to a lot of just Warren Ziders and that kind of music. Okay. Like that, but like songs in specifically. Like Give us something specific. Why? Yeah. Why by Reed Southall Band, the live version. Why by Reed Southall Band. Yeah, W-H-Y. You got to get like 30, 40 seconds into it, but then it's pretty good. Okay. Give a damn after everything went south Why do I write songs? Why can't my heart shut its mouth? Why can't I move on and give a fair chance to someone new? Why can't I fall out of love? Well, hey, Connor, we know you're busy. It's a school night. You got stuff to get ready for. We really appreciate you coming on here. Hit us up sometime. We'll do a live in person in the crow's nest. Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready to come see it, but I appreciate y'all having me on the show, and we'll plan on it, me coming up there soon. Well, thank you for uh, giving us the insights you did, and good luck going forward with what you're doing. I really appreciate it, man. All right. We'll see you later, bud. All right. Later. All right. That was a good talk we just had with Connor. Tyler. Stefano. <laughs> Connor. I was going to call him Ty- Connor, Tyler's former intern. But yeah. No, good talk no, no, no. You him. can't call him my fourth. He's my bitch. Getting a little harsh there, bud. Technically, that's my former bitch, but. I was a lot nicer to him than other people, and I got stories I can tell you, but I'll let it go. I imagine Connor's not here to defend himself, so we already cut him loose. We'll let it go. We'll let it go. Um, I really enjoyed that conversation. I thought that it, it had some 
worthwhile content. Oh, I think so. Especially for anybody that is trying to split the difference between farming and or uh, working a corporate job or trying to do both, which personally is something I had thought about doing. And I ended up coming back to farm full time. So it's a good, for me, it's a good heartfelt conversation on a lot of it. You just feel like it validated your decisions. No, it did. But it's also, he's working with a way different dynamic than I did. A lot bigger family. Oh, yeah. A lot bigger family. And I think that's something that in agriculture we're just going to have to learn to, to deal with is growing families. And, and my and, family dealt with this a lot earlier than your family did. Yeah. Um, and that's why my dad's not a farmer. Um, I mean, he farmed for a lot of years, but, you know, that was never his main job because we watered down so early that there wasn't a lot left. Well, but then you've got my family who it didn't really water down because I'm the only one that has wanted to come back and farm. Yeah. And, 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 and that's the deal. It's not so much the matter, the the amount of kids that you have. It's it's the kids that you have. Um, if if you have five kids and one of them wants to come back and farm, you didn't dilute that any. If you've got five kids and five of them want to come back and farm, well, you better get in fucking expansion mode because well, that's exactly right. There's there's a lot of shit about change, and y'all gonna have to lean up some budgets. And we've got some neighbors that are looking at that. They're trying to start enterprises for their kids. And that's one thing I'm trying to do after listening to those guys or talking to those guys. Uh, and that's one of the things I'm wanting to do with uh, Mo Cattle is start something for one or both of our kids to take over. <clears throat> something both of them can have a hand in. Oh, I'm and, you know, and going I, forward. I agree with that 100%. Um, my main difference is that I don't, which I, you might be saying that I might be mis, I might be misreading what you're saying. I want Hurricane to do basically the same thing we're doing, but on her own. Yes. That way she has something that is her own. Yes. And that might be what you're saying. Pretty close to it. I'm saying if I have more than one kid, either they can do both or one can take one and one can take the other and there will be options going forward. There's going to be room to grow for both of my children. Okay, that makes more sense. I, I was looking at it a little bit different because I've only got the one kid and I will only have yes. the one kid. And so my deal is that I want Hurricane to have her partnership with Pandemic. Yes. And then I also want her to have her own stuff. Aside from that, you know, yes. she's got company cattle and personal cattle. Yeah, and you want her to start from somewhere to grow with. And so we are coming at it from two different perspectives, but but it's the same same, end same goal. Deal. You exactly. you still got to have something for the kid to have as their own. Yeah, 
and do that. And, and I, I completely agree. In some way to tie the kid to agriculture, in some way for them to get involved in it. Yeah, and, and I, I really, I don't, I don't care. I mean, if Hurricane s- says she doesn't want to be an ag, I, okay, no big deal. What are you going to do? You know, that's like I can help in agriculture. I can help in business to a certain. I, I can help in business a lot, as long as I understand the specific industry. Um, and that's that's what everybody wants. They want their kids to do. Maybe not to do better. But to have more. Exactly. And and just because we're giving them the option to do it doesn't mean we're forcing them into it. It's something that they can choose to do. You know, I would much rather Hurricane be 22 years old and say, yeah, fuck egg. I'm going to go into basket weaving. But she's got 30 really good cows to sell to, to start that venture. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and on top of that, she's already learned the business aspect between five and 22. So we, we relate skills in how we know them. Exactly. And that's, that's all we can do. Exactly. Tyler, you got any more closing comments for us? I, I feel like I've left that really soundly. I, I feel like you did. So with that, guys, if y'all would like us, subscribe to us, join our Facebook group and or page, depending on who you are, what you know how to do. Uh, hopefully we can get some more content coming down the line on that Facebook page. And if you have any questions or comments, you know, just let us know on that. Or if you think you can beat Connor Stefano. In a swimming race? Hit us up. Yeah. Or a shootout. I mean, we can have a shootout. Yeah. Man, I think the effed up farming uh, sporting clays tournament would be some kind of fun. I mean, me and Tyler are probably going to lose our ass, but hell, we'll still shoot. I'm going to be drunk. I don't know what your excuse is going to (laughs) be. The same. (laughs) But no, uh, really appreciate y'all listening. Like Roy said, hit us up on Facebook, leave us a uh, Apple podcast review or, you know, whatever. We've got, if you're listening to this, you have a way to get a hold of us. Let us know. If that doesn't work, send us a private message on Facebook and we'll talk to you. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening again. You guys have a good week and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Later. Adios.